Check one, two, check one, two. Mommy on the Rocks, Casey Chops. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at MIA on the Rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Today's guest got the homie. I've known her for a long time. She's worked with Jeezy. She's worked with Chris Brown. She's worked with Melly. She's worked with Young Doug, moving and shaking in the industry. Lisa Raw, how are you? Hi. What how up? You doing? How you been? It's been a minute. I've been, I'm great. Okay. I haven't seen you in forever. You look good. Thank you. All exfoliated. And, you, know, you know, I, mean? I came with the fresh Neutrogena face just hey, for you, boo. that's what's up. <laughs> so talk to me how you, you know, first of all, for the people who may not be familiar with Lisa, um, you've been curating events and you've helped on, you know, music videos and, and all. Can you talk about kind of like some of the things you started out doing? First of all, you're from Toronto, correct? Originally from Toronto, born and raised. Okay. And then you moved over here. And what did you, you know, how did you make your first splash into the industry? Well, my... Career started as a promoter. Um, so I originally started in Toronto as a female promoter. Um, but below that, I did spoken words, a bunch of other stuff, mm-hmm. hosting events, um, but more or less like comedy shows or productions at like the Sony Center, uh, which then led me to being a female MC at the club, mm-hmm. which then led me to being a promoter. Um, fast forward as being a pioneer in my city, I was able to. I was known with a uh, few other people that I worked with there. We were known as curating like the biggest, um, I guess he's like in the nightlife, like the urban hip hop industry. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of artists would come down. Um, and also my peers are a lot of these celebrities that are now in mm-hmm. the billboard charts. We mm-hmm. all went to school together. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's someone you went to school with? Uh, well, you know, we just have a lot of friends that are friends Mutual of friends. Front got friends. You. Yeah. So from producers, artists mm-hmm. and so forth. So, Um, that led me to creating a portfolio and a good resume in my hometown, which then as you know, like as a DJ or, you know, in promoters, it's the industry is pretty tight niche. You know, who's who in each city. So, Mm um, as that moved forward, um, I actually made a decision in 2015 to move to Miami. Um, you know, cause I felt I reached a ceiling in my, in Mm -hmm. my hometown, and I wanted to see if I'm great at home, how much greater could I be somewhere else? Um, mm-hmm. Where I got a contract with Headliner Market Group, which mm-hmm. I adore them. They gave me a contract for two years, worked with them. And from there I migrated and I started focusing on more or less media content and also specializing on the event where I didn't have to pay the artist so much anymore to come to the parties. Cause that's something mm-hmm. that we do at, you know how this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to switch my career because I was exhausted from being in the nightlife from working five nights a week. And then eventually when I moved here, it's working, you know, story Thursday or live on Sundays. Those are like drastic, hard work. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, talk about it. Cause a lot of people just think promoters and, and people in the industry behind the scenes are just, there partying and fucked up with celebrities, but you don't realize how, you know how stressful it is like just dealing with people like i i I don't know if you saw recently i've been Mm -hmm. watching mike um shout out mike garner who runs headliner market group live on sunday some of the biggest parties in the city and he's he's putting out content where he's wearing a microphone like mic'd up and stuff and he's talking to all these people and and you really get the behind the scenes of like what's going on like how stressful it is you know yeah um mike musadiq uh miss nikki shack uh they're the reason for me getting established in Miami. So I owe a lot mm-hmm. to them. Um, but we would be in the office Monday through Friday, like regular business hours and literally setting up the scheduling for what's coming up for these weeks. We'd have like DJ meetings. We'd have anything that you could imagine of like road events or, you know, trying to book whatever artist was going on tour, trying to do the after parties were there. It's not just 
you know, turn up because we can't turn up. We have to be very militant and focused yeah, on, yeah. you know, uh, what the night's going to entail. So you have not only talent, you have management, you have entourage and you're dealing with everybody's personalities, egos, everyone's their own celebrity in their own sense, you know, mm-hmm, and then yeah. you got friends that be like, oh, or people that may know you or know you of X, Y, and Z. And they're like, get us in the club for Everyone free. Everyone wants a hookup. Everybody yeah. wants a hookup, but it's still a business. So, you know, um, I got accustomed to putting Red Bull in a glass of champagne. Mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. cheers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you put your ice in or, a champagne. Or, or you know what you got to do uh, for the people who work in the industry that don't want to drink, because I DJ basically six nights a week. What I'll do is I'll sip on a beer. I have one beer in my hand literally the whole night. And right. then when someone wants to take a shot, I'll take a shot. And then I'll like sip the beer and spit it back in the beer. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just walking around with like freaking back chug of like, just like shots and shit in a beer bottle. But yeah, that's my secret. You, well, we'll keep that. that yeah, yeah. It's been revealed. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> nonetheless, but yeah, um, that's how originally my portfolio started here. My resume in Miami. So working with headliner market group, um, we did a lot of, we did. We I focused mainly on wanting to create a headliner TV, um, so you'll see a documentary coming out with them real soon, and they they've been working on it for years, but yeah, yeah, it's been, finally done. Yeah. <laughs> so that is exciting. Um, but fast forward, I wanted to leave the nightlife, and instead of having to pay the artists or deal with that, I wanted them to hire me, and they had known me for years, anyways, of making sure that they were comfortable or secured, and mm-hmm. so it was an easy transition of going towards event planning um, because I had all those relationships with the labels or talent or management. And I was able to employ other females, which I loved. And mm-hmm. we created a lot of dope production. And from there, I was also able to manage female a female director. And I was able to get my feet wet on it because I noticed that event planning and video production is very similar. Mm-hmm. The only difference is just the verbiage. Mm-hmm. So in event planning, we have vendors in video production. We have, um, you know, like you have to have your gaffer, your DP, you have to have the lighting, all mm-hmm. these things that are, you know, specific, but you still have your PAs and everyone is their own department, but it's very similar. You're still connecting dots at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. So as I was managing this female director, shout out to Des Gray, amazing mm-hmm. fire female de- um, a video director. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was on set handling all of like the paperwork and the business aspect, I was still kind of out of the blue on how the production really worked Intel. And I was, I've been on video production many years. I just didn't know the ins and out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so which kind of made me after COVID, well, COVID took place and you know how events completely yeah, stopped yeah. and our whole world shut down. Yeah. It pushed me to be more interested in it and do my homework. So obviously even though I'm her manager and I'm on set and I'm maybe EPing or closing the deals or bringing this talent with this, you know, director or, you know, making things work, mm-hmm. I was still unaware of the fine details. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just kind of made me more curious to do it. And I love it because I'm a, like, even when I look at my business card, I didn't really realize back then I used to have events and media. Mm-hmm. And now it's really like, I've really focused on events or video production. Right. And, um, I just love it. So a lot of my work has been that right now. So I was going to say, so COVID hits and, and everything in our industry gets shut down. And I feel like all of us had to kind of like pick up a new talent, like a new mm-hmm. skill, a new thing. So was that that for you? Like, what is something that you kind of like pivoted and like focused on during COVID since we couldn't work really? You know, 
I will say this. When COVID took place, I wasn't... Okay, I know everyone's going to be like, ah, oh, why did she say it? I what? don't believe in COVID. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all good. Yo, we are here to support whatever theories. And I I'm not going to call them. Believe it. Cool. I'm not going to call them conspiracy theories. I'm not going to call them because sometimes I, I believe that too. Some days I wake up and I believe something else. So, you know, my beliefs change all the time. But like Conspiracy realist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Okay. So we don't have to get into that. Right. But like, as far as just, you know, what you pivoted to and what you focused on. like um, I just started... At that point, I looked at it like, well, everybody was hibernated. And I wanted to focus on things that meant value to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started going back to things that used to make me happy as a child. Mm-hmm. And this was just something of, I feel as we become older and I'm like as grownups, we were so indulged in our work, which is a great thing, mm-hmm. you know, because it is a passion and I know you got to love what you do and, you know, that's how it works. You you start making money off of your love, your passion. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you also forget the things that were that made you innocent or made you inspired. Or, or created you at the end of the day, really. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. So um, during 2020, I started focusing more on, you know, writing and reading. And these were like I used to, like I said, like when I originally started my career, I was a big writer. I did a mm-hmm. lot of spoken word, a lot of poetry. So I'm like, let me get back into writing and just I was reading like a menace. I can't even tell you how many books I read last year. It was Mm -hmm. just, you know, and it was therapy to me, very therapeutic. Um, But that's also helped me learn and be very open-minded to the video production world um, where I felt because it was new and I wasn't like, the top dog, like I feel like an event planning or when you think of me in Miami, they'd be like, oh, Lisa gets stuff done or Lisa, yeah, if you want a Mm -hmm. dope event, you go to Lisa, if you want to make sure, you know, like in event world, I have that title and I'm very proud of that. Mm -hmm. But in video, I don't have that. So it made me very intrigued and also like, I want to be competitive in this. I Mm -hmm. want, I want this challenge. So um, that was kind of like my passion in 2020 where I was like, let me do that. Learn the video side, the ins and outs. Yeah, the ins and out. um, And then, you know, just little minor stuff. Like I started playing steel pan again. Like I used to. Okay. That's fire. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. You should have brought that over. I should have. Like a performance. I would have gave you a full pan play. Those things are therapeutic. (laughs) So, and it seems like one of the the, the people that you've gravitated to um, and you've worked with and you helped us roll out was Jeezy, right? I've I worked with Jeezy in the past um, in regards to booking him for parties and hostings for, before, mm-hmm. um, but you know he had came to a New Year production that I did two years in a row. It was with Ciroc and Delion, and one year it was with Duce, and we had um, like a bunch. Of, it was like Meek and Fab, and he came as like a guest, mm-hmm. and he loved how the production was and how like I curated the stuff, uh, the the whole event. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but because he had known me for so many years as the promoter, and then mm-hmm. he seen me doing the event plan, he was like, "Lise, I want to do something special for Super Bowl." So I had went to Atlanta for Super Bowl. And two, this is two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. and literally, shout out to. Katya, Alex, shout out to Everton. Mm-hmm. This is Melly. Like, this was my team. And we took a whole U Haul from Miami of all our production and furniture. And we did a full flip in 24 hours to create this Super Bowl Def Jam Jeezy brunch. Wow. And it was insane. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> but, crazy. Yeah. And uh, a good friend of mine, which is completely on the blogs right now, uh, Simon. Garbodia, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, he actually let us use his restaurant, which was amazing, and we created this whole production for him there. So I've worked with Jeezy in regards to events, but mm-hmm. um, and obviously event planning, but not in video world. Got you. 
Yeah. Got you. So I got Lisa Raw here. Plug your social media for everybody so they know where to follow you. MS Lisa Raw. R-A-W. Can't get it wrong. Lisa okay. Raw. There it is. And, <laughs> you know, I, we got to address the elephant in the room. Yes. Um, I had some issues happen to my family, one of my family members um, in regards to, like, you know, sexual assault. And it's a topic near and dear to my heart because, you know, it, it's, you know, I grew up around women. And I've also grown up and seen the way men act who, you know, they obviously were not raised right um, and with the same morals and principles as someone like me who grew up around women. So you put a post and said you were a victim of, of sexual assault. Right. And first of all, do you want to describe a little bit for the people that don't know and haven't seen that post? Like, was this like a nightlife thing that happened or like, can you speak on that a little bit? Like without. Yeah. Um. Well, first off, thank you for having mm-hmm. me here to speak on this. Mm-hmm. And um, I there's a few people that have reached out to me and I've kind of, you know, just been very hesitant. But because we have known each other for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to thank you for reaching out. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, I appreciate our friendship because mm-hmm. you have always been high key respectful. Mm-hmm. So I felt if I am going to have this conversation, I want to have it with someone that I feel knows me, mm-hmm. but also is very, you know, you, you're, you, you're aligned. So I wanted to share this, but I also feel, a, yeah, I have a quiet, you know what it is, but sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. but I tell my sister and I tell women this all the time. The most important quality to find in a man is a man with a quiet mind, mm-hmm. a man who's not having things pull at him all the time. And he's just even keel and composed, you know, so very much. that's what I strive to be. So I appreciate that. Like that, you know, I appreciate that. And I that. thank you for, for being that mm-hmm. person, because again, we live in a society where it's sometimes hard to have a conversation with a man, but mm-hmm. I've known you for years and from, mm-hmm. you know, in work and outside of work and you've mm-hmm. always been a stand up person. So again, appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so how do I get into this? Uh, in the summer of 2020, I was working a production hired by a client mm-hmm. to curate their birthday event, um, which was, you know, obviously during this is COVID. We're not used, you know, we're, we're, we have been comfortable doing events in venues mm-hmm. and, you know, in nightlife or just we rent out spaces. Um, but because of COVID, we had to start thinking outside the box and a lot of production started happening, you know, at house parties now or mm-hmm. we're renting out Airbnbs. Um, so not to get too much into it, but Mm -hmm. I was working a production where I had my vendors and it was a full like 12 hour setup. And, you know, while I was working, I was drugged and Mm -hmm. raped. Is this a, is this a part in a party atmosphere? Like at nighttime? Yes. Okay. So this is like an air rented out Airbnb kind of decked out to be like a club and people are drinking and it's a party and yeah, it's a party, but you know. I say this to say it's like, it wasn't like, I think you know me personally for a majority of my events, they're pretty, you know, I'd like to keep mm-hmm. them as elegant as possible. Yeah. Um, so I've always kept it themed or a certain level of dress code. Right. Um, so this wasn't no, like, wild uh, party. It was actually, okay. just, it wasn't. This it wasn't was, like amongst like debauchery or like some no, crazy. Yeah, it, this yeah, was just, it wasn't like that. It was just like, this isn't, you know, I'm just working mm-hmm. and making sure things get done. But unfortunately, um, you know, um, unfortunately something occurred where right. I was. Right. 
are you uh, okay so this okay is this somebody that you knew was this a stranger was this i guess it doesn't matter right like you know what this is kind of like this reminds me of like when someone passes away and people are like yo what happened I guess that doesn't matter. As curious as you are to just know the, the factors of the right. the details of the event, it's kind of irrelevant at the end of the day. Like, so I guess we do. We just talk about the solutions and and how we move forward and how we. Well, there's two parts to that, right? Um, one, I'm accustomed to being around people who drink. I'm accustomed to be around people that smoke. I'm accustomed to even being around people that may do indulge in other activities. Mm-hmm. This is something that I'm not new to because I worked in this nightlife industry. Mm-hmm. You're aware of it. I'm aware of it. This is a part of the atmosphere. Right. Um, what I'm not accustomed to is obviously being taken advantage of or being preyed on. Yeah, or or having to be like some women are, but or having to be overprotective of like your drink and shit. You know what Correct. I'm saying? Like this was the first time for me not having my own personal security on hand which was an error that i made on my own okay and it was a a bad judgment call because had i been working a venue i would have been watching the door the money the sales at the bar making Mm -hmm. sure that my bottle service is you know upselling to each table because i'm dealing with a private event Mm alcohol is already being supplied for people are already on a personal list it's Mm -hmm. the atmosphere is different so my nerves and my my pressure points of what would have been sales in a regular nightlife industry mm-hmm. of me curating something is not the same now when I'm doing a private event for somebody else. Right. And the atmosphere was probably meant to be more comfortable. Correct. More, right. So in that regard, there's a lot of things where I probably been like, oh, I shouldn't have to worry about this turned out to be a danger for me. Mm hmm. Because had I operated in the same way, if I was working a venue, I'm positive I would have never been assaulted. Right, right. One thousand percent. Right. But because I didn't have those things aligned, I feel that I was a target because of that. Now, Mm. I will say this. So you felt like you were definitely preyed on. One thousand percent. Okay. And I think because. okay, so let me say this. Since, you know, my, my assault, I'm coming to my one year anniversary, as crazy as this is, July 18th will be my one year anniversary since being raped. I've had, I've been seeing a therapist weekly since the end of December. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing group sessions with other, you know, rape victims or survivors, how you want to say it, bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, in the midst of this, as you know, and I, I encourage everyone to do therapy, not just, just because something bad happens to you. And I think a lot of people feel like when, something traumatic happens you'd be like oh now i should see a therapist no i really encourage people to just go to therapy just mm-hmm. just off the just off well, the humble ther- therapy is the, the way you get a, a a physical for your physical is is a, is a checkup for your mind basically Correct. i think you should get therapy it's good for you it, it is, is so healthy and so good um but what i didn't want is when i was you know having my conversation with my therapist was that i didn't want it to be oh it's okay or like let it all out like i wanted to know the science behind how my brain maneuvered in trauma. Um, and I say that to say, was that one of the most traumatic things you've gone through? This is, I think in life we deal with a lot of bullshit. Mm -hmm. We all have personal stuff that we put skeletons in our closet. We probably don't even speak on. Right. Um, but I think as you know, from when you're a child to your teenager to, you know, adult Mm -hmm. and you keep growing, Mm -hmm. you start piling on trauma, 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 Mm -hmm. trauma. This was a trauma 
that destroyed me. Mm-hmm. I could never, would never, ever in my life would want a woman to experience what I had experienced, or I can't even imagine when I hear other stories from us. Not to cut you off, but like, it, you know, I got a phone call, you know, probably like five months ago from a family member explaining to me that, look, this happened to your family member. And I was like, damn, what is my role as a man in the family? Like, I was like, yo, am I supposed to kill somebody now? <laughs> like, because I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this. I could never, the two worst crimes in the world to me are murder and rape, right? And as crazy as it sounds, I could justify murder. Like if, if you did, if you, if, if you did something to someone's family, if you murdered, like I could find a way to, in very rare circumstances, ju- justify murder. I can never justify rape. Mm-hmm. It's almost, it's worse than murder to me. Right. So that was thrown into my face. Like, you know, someone that I happened to someone I care about, like right. a female that a woman that I really care about. And I was like, damn, what is my role now as a man in the family? Like, do I have to act out? Do I have to hit? Like, you know what I mean? And that in itself was traumatic to me because I didn't know how I was supposed to act to it. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and let me answer that your role as a man, when you have a family member that's going through that is support. Right. Right. The, the biggest thing that anyone could give someone in that time is support because a woman's perspective, whether it's your sister, your mother, your aunt, your cousin, how she views men at that time it's like the most vulturous, disgusting, egregious mm-hmm. individual on earth. That person may have been a saint 99.9% of their life. They could have been a good person. See, but that 0.01% made them Satan on earth because of that action. Mm, see, that's the part. And, and this family member said that to me as well because this was someone that they were seeing for six months. And they didn't see that behavior in them. You know what I'm saying? And I'm quick to like tell women, especially like really study the man you're getting to know, like really study his, like these little red flags that you see. Like if, if, if you ignore, that's hard for me to, what you're telling me, I believe you, but Mm -hmm. it's just hard for me to, to, it's like, damn, that's crazy. That, that 0.1% will come out of nowhere. And And it can. And so as much as you're saying, and I'm just to, just to piggyback, mm -hmm. you looked at murder and rape as the most like worst things that could happen. I look at pedophilia and rape as my top. Mm-hmm. Murder, I can live with that. I could vibe mm-hmm. with a murderer. I don't care because you know why? Mm-hmm. Some people do need to be killed. And yeah. it sounds fucked up, but yeah. it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I truly believe that. I agree with you. I'm not to say that I need to be God, but there are people right. that should not be on this earth. I agree with you. If you molest a child, you rape a child, you, you molest a woman, you rape a woman. You should be killed. You're, you should be killed. Yeah. Yeah, Matter of fact, you should be and, tortured but, but, and killed. Right. But let me let me throw this on here coming from a man. If there is, there has to be proof. If you are, if you are a proven rapist, if you are a proven uh, uh, pedophilia, pedophile, yes, you should be electric chair murdered, and, and it's a wrap for you. You know, so. So I, I, I will say this, right? Um, when I was a child, when I was nine years old, and I think a lot of you know. Anybody, everyone has this in their family, but we either have awkward family reunions or family gatherings, or we just completely cut off our one side of the family. But I was molested by my uncle when I was nine years old. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, 
not raped, but molested. I was able at the age of nine to wiggle myself out of that and find myself to protect myself with a knife. And Mm -hmm. I knew what he was doing was wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, in the midst of this, I seen him, I seen, you know, another family member, which I won't even name, but Mm -hmm. justify it and say, don't say nothing. Mm -hmm. Keep this quiet. We don't speak on it. Mm -hmm. I'm not the only female that has been, or even a man. Many mm-hmm. men get molested by their aunt or someone that's babysitting them or a cousin mm-hmm. when they're very young. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a conversation that is uncomfortable, but it mm-hmm. is need, it needs to be spoken about. For sure. I felt after I posted, now mind you, I want to say this because I was mute literally for three months after my assault, right? Mm-hmm. And then it took a lot of, rehabilitation for me to get my brain back Mm -hmm. like how do i speak to somebody because Mm -hmm. even the men that i reached out to for support let me down really they they let me down completely in 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 what way though in in like dismissing it or you know i mean you can't justify it like but so there was two things that i received like and i didn't reach out to many people but i did reach out to the people that i thought would could help me because i didn't know at that point, when you're at your lowest, like who helps you when you're mm-hmm. when you're really destroyed? Mm-hmm. And in trauma, I don't think a lot of people are aware of this. When something really egregious happens to you, or something super traumatic, mm-hmm. even if you get in a car accident, you don't even realize everything that is happening. You could be bleeding, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Holy shit!" Like your adrenaline is you're, that exactly. high, but your brain goes to your brain goes to safety mode. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go into logic. It's not right. thinking of. It's literally just thinking. How do I get myself out to of here survive, yeah. to survive? Yeah. So every other feeling gets basically put to numb. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get to feel sensation or scent or any of these things because you're all you're thinking is survival yeah. and save myself. Yeah. In trauma, and I will never forget this because even at, when I was into the hospital, you know, um, after I was raped and I was able to get up. This is hours after the assault because I knew I was drugged. I wasn't even able to move. I had to drive myself to the hospital. And I'll never forget this drive because I was holding the steering wheel thinking, do I drive myself off this bridge or do I go straight? And it was the, the most like, even though I knew that it mm-hmm. wasn't my fault, you feel so bad. You feel mm-hmm. so disgusted. Like, how did this happen to me? What did I like do? Gu- guilty? You feel guilty because yeah, you feel what, like, yeah, that's what I've how heard. did I that's let what... myself be in this position? And, and it sounds insane yeah, for me does. to even take that responsibility, right? Right. But I have been so accustomed throughout my entire life that if something goes bad, even if something goes really good, what could I have done to make it better? Mm-hmm. I'm super misaccountability. Right. Like, I'm responsible. I'm accountable. Literally, right. that is me. There's not right. one person on this God green earth can say, oh, Lisa owes me a dollar because right. I, I clear all my shit. Exactly. But when it came to this, I was like, what did I do? Yeah. Was it because I didn't have my security guard? Or was it the fact that I had a drink and I put a drink down? And I kept going through all these thoughts in my head like, I can't live with myself. How mm. did I let this happen? I let myself down. Mm. And at the hospital, I remember they asked me this one specific question, you know, and obviously, like, you know, you're in the rape trauma unit and you're dealing with all, you know, the the nurses or the doctors at the time. They're just specifically for you, the advocates. They asked me, they're like, do you want to call the police? I had to make a logical decision in a moment that I couldn't even think. Mm -hmm. Like, not only I had to, like, I had to get stitches, you know, um, 
But I couldn't even think. And I'm like, do I want to? I kept thinking, I'm like, oh my God, if I, if they contact the police right now, what's going to happen? And I don't know if we're going to edit this out, but Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have my full American citizenship. Mm. So now you're worried about a bunch of irrelevant things. Irrelevant things. So all I kept thinking, I'm like the same people that that should help me. And I can't even make that decision. Maybe this is the people are supposed to help me. I'm looking at all the things that I know that they haven't done to help me. Mm -hmm. And now, if I report this rape, will I be deported? Right. And I'm thinking, and do you know how insane that is to yeah, think yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nuts. I don't have my final paperwork done. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And as much as, yes, I'm like, again, I'm Canadian and yes, I'm right. working in America, but it could be that simple of like, holy shit. Yeah. This could flip on me. Yeah, yeah. I can't even make that decision at that time because not only do I don't have a guardian there, I don't have a friend there, I'm by myself. Yeah. And I say that like a lot of people who are in trauma get asked questions that I think are very unfair at the time. Number one, I, I agree. I think physicians or advocates or whatever should make the logical decision of like, hey, maybe if a woman is assaulted, if she's beat up or a child or any of these things, yes, a police should be right then and there. I felt like the hospital did drop the ball on me, 1,000%. Second part, I think, you know, because I've experienced this, I think there should be, if you get a cut in your hand, you break your elbow, your whatever you can imagine, you get mm-hmm. some type of injury, you are required to go back to, for a follow-up to see how your bone is healing or to remove your stitches. Mm-hmm. There is no follow-up for rape victims. Mm-hmm. Do you know how insane that is? Yeah. Picture, and I know this is probably so hard to do, but imagine the closest person, and I know you because, you, because you've, you've told this to me, mm-hmm. but the closest person to you that you love dearly is held against their will and raped. Mm-hmm. Their body is in trauma. Mm-hmm. You can't, I can't express to you what they're going through mentally yeah. and emotionally. That is a whole different level of trauma that you feel is broken. Your spirit is broken. Yeah. Why don't you have a follow-up? Do you know how many women after rape commit suicide? Yeah. Not just women, men too. because men Like get- a physical, uh, like, because, you know, you have the mental trauma and you have the physical trauma. Correct. So the, I'm sure they're going to set you up. With, with a follow-up mentally to go see a, a therapist. They don't. They don't. They don't. They send, you, they send you back home. They literally do a rape kit on you, mm-hmm. ask you, do you want to talk to the police? you want us to report it? Right. Matter of fact, if we want to do your blood work to see what's in your system, whether it's drugs or mm-hmm. that requires toxicology report, and that has to go through the police. And we can't, we can't give you the result unless you talk to the police. You're supposed to make a logical decision when you're so fucking destroyed. Yeah. Mind you, I was drugged. I, right. I want to put that out there. Picture you trying to make a logical decision when you had a couple drinks. Yeah. Doesn't even make any sense. You know, yeah. how, you know how crazy it would be if, if you had a couple drinks and you're out with your friends at night and it, nothing bad happened, but a girl that you liked or you thought was uh, cool to you and then she went into your pocket and took your card, yeah. your debit card, or, hey, let's go to the ATM. Let's, I need, and then she started taking out money. You would feel violated. Yeah. You would feel robbed and you would feel like, oh, shit, like I didn't even really realize because I had a couple drinks. I need people to understand when someone is raped and something egregious happens to them, mm-hmm. they cannot logically process anything. Yeah, you, and, I feel like you got to give that. You, you got to give someone 24. Like you got to make sure, first of all, that their vitals are fine and they're like going to survive. Number one. And number two, just give them time. Give them you time. You have to give them time. There should be the medical system and the healthcare, And I noticed this since obviously the health system in Canada compared to the United States is completely different. But 
There needs to be a complete shift in the medical field here when it comes to dealing with rape trauma victims Mm -hmm. on how you follow up with them afterwards. Mm -hmm. It needs to be a mandatory checkup. So is it 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 more they just just let you let you loose and you you figure it out? You figure it out on your own. You're off to the you're off to the wilderness. Yeah. Do you know how retarded someone is after that? Yeah. Especially. And I need you to keep in mind, I don't have family here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a couple of great friends, mm-hmm. but no one wants to really have this conversation when you're like, this is not something you want to be like, hey, by the way, like, yeah. this is not a joyful thing. That is the darkest feeling and tunnel that you could be in. Yeah. Uh, but thank God to the peers that I did have. And even though I had certain male parties there that I felt were close to me that completely let me down and they did not support me. And I'm not saying, hey, go kill somebody, but let me hold your hand. And listen, if you're scared mm-hmm. to go to the police, I'm, we're going to go report this. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I may want to kill them, but we're not. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's get yeah. this handled the right way. Right. That level of support is so necessary. Mm-hmm. And I know because we have this um, presumption that I feel men also feel like helpless when they love someone. They're like, what do I do? Am I supposed to beat this person? I'm supposed yeah. to kill them. I get yeah. it. Like, I understand that because the same way if I had a, any any close friend or child of mine or whatever the case is and you hurt them i want to physically attack but sometimes the support that somebody needs is not just a physical thing they need like they need actual like support and the support could be conversation let me help you let me take you there Mm -hmm. that's if something bad you nothing bad is going to happen to you because i'm I'm here for you now Mm -hmm. you're not by yourself that's all it takes and i think because people are so like weary and the, the conversation somewhat sounds taboo, right? Mm-hmm. To talk about assault. We drop the ball as a society and not by not being there for one another. And specifically, I feel when it comes to dealing with rape victims, we have to be very aware that they cannot think properly. So mm-hmm. every conversation that they do have needs to be of assistance. Literally, right. like literally right. needs to be of an assistance. Right. What, so what do you, what do you, I mean, okay, for you moving forward, how do you change the way you move? Um, well, like, th- like, cause I'm sure when trauma happens, a lot of people, they, they do completely complete one eighties and mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know, are you, are you traumatized from nightlife in general? Are you tra- are you, are you looking at men a different way now? Are you, how are you, what did those traumas turn you into like that? Well, a couple things. Um, <clears throat> This, my assault happened when I was working. So the one thing that I've loved so much in my life has been event planning, doing parties and promotions. Mm-hmm. And I never imagined that something like that could happen while I'm working, let mm-hmm. alone even happen to me. I think when you think of rape, you think about when you're walking to your car or if you're like yeah. late night jogging, um, you don't, you think of someone jumping out of the bush or something like, like attacking you. Yeah. You don't think that you could be comfortable. And 90% of rape happens in settings where women are around co- people that she thinks she's safe with. Mm-hmm. And that's just the truth. One out of four women are rape victims. Matter of fact, there's probably, the percentage is really higher than that. It could be like three or four, like really probably three out of four. But because women are so scared to come forward with their cases, it's not like you can't take the, there's no stats yeah. for it. But, yeah. but that's, with that being said, I was turned off from events because I'm like, how did this thing that I love so much be the same thing that I now despise and hate? Because it's like, yeah. I started going down a rabbit hole. I'm like, what if someone got assaulted in my stuff? What if someone had, a female had too much to drink and she was, you know, like too intoxicated yeah. to even acknowledge something? Who knows? So that's what led me to doing, um, focusing on 
video production because mm-hmm. I felt it was safer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now hindsight 2020, I'm, I honestly feel like if I was an animal in the jungle <laughs> or mm-hmm. wherever in, in like, if I was an animal, I'd probably be a tiger. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel that I got injured mm-hmm. and do I stop being who I am? Mm-hmm. because of that or do i get back to it so now i'm like you know i am consider- I was just yeah i'm sorry to cut you off but yeah i was just telling you know my producer mac like mm-hmm. we're talking about moving this whole operation down to miami mm-hmm. and and you know we were gonna get a, a a condo in a building in brickle or something he's like after that building collapsed he's like yo you still want to do that <laughs> and i think you know in today's society you know and i could name numerous examples of this just within the past year but you can't like uh, say you can't take an isolated incident and that isolated incident might be a big thing right but it's hard to remember that it's an isolated incident you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and and it's not an epidemic it's an isolated incident that is blown so big or it's such a big part of your life a big moment in your life you're mistakenly made to think that it's going to happen again all the time you know what i'm saying and, and, it, and it you know uh there's more examples of that too but like yeah, I, I would, you know, once someone gets over that tra- traumatic experience and they've done the, the work to heal themselves, I w- it's not like, like, what's your perception of men now? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you- okay, so, okay, so to heal yourself takes a process right. because definitely like I'm a year later and I'm like, okay, now I'm comfortable going to a venue where there's alcohol around or I'm surrounded by people mm-hmm. like men. Mm-hmm. Um that that's a process things that have changed for me i don't drink and if i mm-hmm. do it's in a very comfortable setting like my home mm-hmm. or people that i truly love and trust mm-hmm. um because of that now could i have been raped if i just had a bottle of water yeah because i was drinking water too yeah and anybody could drug anybody at any given time right um so for the record i actually don't take zero responsibility of this i just want to put that out there because i feel that for you a rapist knows what they're doing mm-hmm Usually when someone rapes somebody, mm-hmm. this is not their first rodeo show. It's yeah. like they they've done it. Yeah. And somebody knows when somebody is unconscious mm-hmm. and somebody knows when someone is belligerent mm-hmm. and somebody knows when someone is walking by themselves to their car and they jump out of the woods or wherever they are yeah. to attack them. So I want to put that for the record. A rapist is a rapist, mm-hmm. period. As far as how I navigate around men, um, I was never OD friendly. I'm always been like, I mean, well, let me say this. I have a lot of peers and a lot of associates and a lot of cool, you know, a lot of people that I'm friendly with and how you doing? Mm-hmm. All love, peace and love, brother. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But I think now when it comes to all my personal life, I will say this. I've never, ever loved myself the way I love myself now. Mm-hmm. And I used to think that I loved myself before. I've always been confident. I've always been like, oh man, I'm dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I would, I'm, mm-hmm. like I would always build myself up. But I don't have a child. But let me say this. If I had a child, right, um, how, I, how I'd want to feed my child, how I would want to educate them, how I want to nurture them, how I want to protect them, how I want to love them and make sure mm-hmm. that they're just great and they just could be the best human possible. I love myself as if I'm that child mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. I never, ever loved myself to this caliber that I do right now. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because something really crazy had to happen for me to be like, oh, my God. So now I'm very keen to what I keep around me. 
mm. the environments I walk in, the people I associate with, mm. the conversations I indulge on, everything that you could it, imagine. It, it, it sucks that like it, sometimes it takes trauma to like change your life for the better in a sense to where you, you have to obviously, you know, that sounds crazy, but like, you know, sometimes you, you need life to, to punch you in the face to really right. make the changes that you need to make to progress. Right. You know what I'm saying? And as much as, as much as I hated that, mm-hmm. what happened, I'm actually, I'm, I don't hate it no more. I don't right. want to say necessarily grateful, but just I'm a better woman. Right. A totally better woman. The information that I have, I to this day I get so many emails and DMs by men and women about their mm-hmm. assaults. And just having that conversation, um, and especially just having the title that I do in this field, as long as I could help educate somebody, it's not so much bringing awareness. I think it's a prevention that we need to be focusing on. And um, I know that. Well, have, how do you prevent? Like, what do you what do you tell women? Like, well, I think it's not just women because I think rape and assault is an important thing and. Yeah, there are people that pretend like something happened to them and, th- and they, th- it didn't happen. And there are people right. that actually got assaulted and it did occur. So there's two things I think that we need to focus on in this field. One, um, I have brothers. Mm-hmm. So I'm very mindful of like how sometimes women can be predators towards men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also I'm very mindful how men can be predators towards women. Okay. Mm-hmm. One, as your friend... Lisa's talking to KC. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you when you go out with a girl and if you're going to have a drink or two with her for your own safety, don't have sex with her. Why? Because if she's too drunk or she thinks she's too drunk, it could be a trigger and a bad thing for you. And you could think it's like, oh, my God, I thought we were just having a good time. Bro, that's crazy that you <laughs> that's crazy that you say this, because as I'm older and as society progresses into what it is now, I'm scared as shit. As like in my like, like in my early twenties, I was you know Mister Hookup. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We're drinking, we're having fun. Obviously, everything is with consent. You know what I'm saying? But it's like the being falsely accused of something that you didn't do mm-hmm. scares the shit out of me. Of so I I already move like that. Well, I don't just take anyone home. Like, you know, I don't take a stranger like tourists. I don't take tourists home that are in town. Drink that. Like, you know, because you scorn a woman should like there's no what's the saying hell had no fury like a woman scorn like yo like that uh, she can make up anything and and right. obviously this is you know this is a separate topic to what your issue your your topic is you know what i'm saying but it, it that scares the shit out no, of me no it's like, aligned it, yeah. and it's very much aligned and it, and it should but in the sense of being aware so i think men being to prevent something from happening there's a responsibility on two ends here right one I don't think anybody should be... Um, it's almost like I want to get an app, like sign the app. Correct. Sign it, the consent. Like It sounds nuts, but it like, sounds, bro. But you have to because there are people out there that are looking to sometimes just for a comment to just say some X, Y, and Z happen. And there's some women that actually really got hurt or men that got really hurt. And they their voices go unheard because there's other people that are just trying to... Right. Is that people, people want to come up at the end of the day. Yeah. And people don't want to work for the come up anymore. They want it the easiest way possible. And unfortunately, you know, people are just trying to take the quick short way out of everything. And if they can come up off falsely accusing someone of something, then they're going to do it, you know, because right. morals takes a backseat to this. Well, you know that's what I'm the thing in society. We have completely changed our moralities. Like I move off of loyalty, and morality. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. My, my, my principles in life are morals, mm-hmm. laws, 
Mm-hmm. And I just keep it to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even move off of happiness. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I move off of laws and moralities. Mm-hmm. Okay. My conscience. That's how I move. Mm-hmm. Safety for women. I don't care if you think this is your friend. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Yeah. Be very, very careful because anything could change. I've had like, um, unless this is somebody you truly trust, like you're at their house and mm-hmm. vice versa. I don't suggest, um, you have to just be very cautious and aware because there are predators and anything is possible. So the prevention, I think the education on preventing, um, or drinking or being in environments that could be, you know, triggers or things that you may not know. You have to be aware of it. I think right now society has shifted so much because we're so open with sexuality and mm-hmm. hypersexual. Hypersexual. And I think women find it like, oh, it's liberating to be on OnlyFans. I'm not a fan of it. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not yeah. a fan of the OnlyFans. I'm not a fan of like this whole like it's not me. I'm a woman that, hey, I'm a wife. You respect yourself. I respect yeah. myself. I, I I'm a you know, I'm a Muslim woman. Your, I, your body is sacred. Like it's not it's not for show show. It's not it's like, not. Yeah. And I love fashion. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. I adore fashion. I'm all about the fashion pieces. Mm-hmm. I trust me, if you know me, you know I'm a show out. Mm-hmm. But I still have a level of respect for myself. Most mm-hmm. importantly, I feel the title as a woman, I feel like I'm a god. Mm-hmm. I really feel I'm a goddess. So mm-hmm. why would I as a goddess be Cause for a couple dollars. Yeah, I mean that's I'm what cool, that's baby. that's what women are having to decide now. Their yeah. morality or or a couple dollars, and if that women took the biggest if, L in twenty twenty. If, if showing their boobs are gonna get them a flight to Tulum or, or or get them, and they don't have to work a nine to five and bust their ass making ten dollars an hour to to get that, and they could do it off a a, a, a titty pick real quick, like. 90% of women are going to choose that route, you know? It's, and it's like sucked. I said, like, I'm not going to knock the hustle. Yeah. It is what it is. But I'm a type of woman, hey, listen, you want you want this cooked meal? You want a, a functioning home? You want things aligned and to structured? To live in a sanctuary, yeah. I'm that woman, but I'm definitely not that other woman. So yeah. the conversations that I have where the men that approach me are men of that, of that status. Like, I don't get a couple oddballs will try to hit me up that are like, mm-hmm. Oh no, baby. Mm-hmm. We're we're not even on the mental wavelength. But the men that I I feel that I have no judgment towards men because I truly believe in my heart. I'm such a good woman. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I'm a great woman. Mm-hmm. That great men approach me. Right. So I don't have animosity. All all I can say is that there are certain people I just don't associate with because I feel like nah, we're not on the same frequency. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. So, but what do you say to women though? Like advice on like how to move, like when they're out, when you're out and about and you're amongst men and you're amongst drinking and are there certain signs, were there in retrospect, were there signs that you saw within this individual that you, you should have been mindful of that you didn't notice at the time or what, you know? I mean, I could get into that as like, then that would just me going down the rabbit hole. Um, but just what would you for women? The only, only thing I would say for females is have a friend. Did you actually think like feel in your heart and spirit is your real friend mm-hmm. um that's going to make sure that you guys leave together mm-hmm. mm. okay that if you guys came there together you leave together like when mm. i grew up yo you threw hands on my friend i don't care if she winning mm. i'm jumping in yeah that's just it would we, we ride together we we yeah. gonna leave together yeah, yeah like shit if my friend's taking an l i'm taking an l with her because you're not yeah. about to dub her like it's just yeah. not happening women don't we live in this, uh, oh, that's my friend. 
and they're not really friends. Yeah. And I think when you go out, you know, and again, like I've worked in this field. I've have like I have a lot of people be like, yo, come out to the party, let's go out, kick it woo. If I do that, I drive by myself. I'm very mindful, like what I do. I may mm-hmm. have like a little a brother in there that I feel like that's like okay, like I know mm-hmm. this brother has my back. Mm-hmm. But as far as women going out, I think you really need to be. This is really my friend. Mm-hmm. Like I know her mom. Mm-hmm. Her mom knows my mom. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave together. Mm-hmm. Period. And as far as I could say for men. Be very careful because you don't want to, like, even if your intentions you thought were innocent, it could be shifted really left. That's the Mm -hmm. last thing you want to be in, that Mm -hmm. type of position. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, but I think most importantly that I really want to put a a focus on is I think women need to start reporting their assault when it does happen. Mm -hmm. If I was aware of it and more educated on, you know, on this, like I said, this ta- it's like a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. We don't you hear about it, but you don't really know about it but until you're in it. I see the flip side because, like you said, like you, just your whole citizenship issue, and you didn't know if you should report it right away. There's so many things that go into that where it's like, damn, if I report it, this person knows this is going to happen, and you start to you go down the rabbit hole of of just hypothetical things that could end up yeah, happening. Yeah, because if you all report. I kept right, but see what I was thinking. I'm like, oh my god, I'm a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. My whole everything that I worked for is going to be like. Lisa Raw, who's going to hire the event planner that's not even safe at her own event? I felt like my whole business was a lot, yeah. But you know how crazy yeah. that is for me to think that? Yeah. To be like, fuck, do I report this and make this a public thing? Because um, it could be who did assault me. Yeah. Does have a name. Yeah. But then how is this going to look on me? Yeah. But then why am I bad? Why should I feel like... Um, why should I feel belittled by it? At the end of the day, this person did something wrong. We have been forced to take shit to the chin or charge it mm-hmm. to the game from the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Beginning of fucking time. Mm-hmm. Okay? How many stuff have you done where you're like, dang, you never said nothing. You just held, you just held it in. Mm-hmm. You took that loss. Mm-hmm. You just took it. Why am I taking a loss of rape? Yeah. Why am I protecting somebody that knew i was unconscious and fucking yeah, raped me yeah no there's no no there's no why am i protecting no, this person there's no, there's no and there should be no protection from that man's friends or the people that know him like but, you should be out from the tribe you know what i'm saying from the group of friends you know what i mean like right. like that's the the lowest huh yeah, yeah bro like that's the lowest count you know and it sucks that women are just so like these incidents that happen women are so like someone like me who i consider myself a, a a man with a good heart i can't i can't even it's harder for me to even talk to women and meet women because it's like everyone's so scarred and so shielded and so guarded and it's like i need to get out of this single life and just find one and just like <laughs> not for real because it's, it's it's like society and phones and all this you know, access to information and, right. and you're reading so much bullshit all the time. It's, it's, it's traumatizing everyone. Like if it happened to them too, and everyone's moving super scared and careful and, and, you know, like, you know, well, it, let me say this. We live in a very toxic society. Um, but I have no animosity towards men. I love my men. Mm-hmm. I love my men. I'm so grateful for my good men in this world that are like advocates, teachers, leaders, mentors, mm-hmm. just stand up, good dudes Mm -hmm. i'm all for it Mm -hmm. and i have the same sentiments towards women too because i know there are good people here all i could say is one thing and one thing only is that we need to learn how to protect each other Mm -hmm. and yes there needs to have that conversation i don't know if you and your male friends have it but you know 
when you go out with a girl, be careful. And hey, ladies, when you go out with a guy, be very careful because you just may not know. But that doesn't mean you have and, to be like yeah. on guard all the time yeah. because not like, again, and, this, and, is, this is something I had to learn in therapy because right. my therapist is like, well, if you go out, like she, I said, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't feel comfortable going to this club because I don't feel like going, being around people because I don't know what could happen. That was an isolated situation. Mm-hmm. And I know like, you know, we were talking about the building and, mm-hmm. you know, it collapsing the, the part of it. That's an isolated situation. Mm-hmm. I know we have these things where we look at it and we're like, wow, well, well, that could happen to me. And you're right. It can. But at the end of the day, it is an isolated situation. Still, you probably have a higher chance of getting struck by lightning. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you know, you can go, you can, you can draw parallels to that too with the COVID shit and just percentages and numbers right. and statistics. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really got to analyze the risk and things, before, you know, before you just pay attention to the, the, the headline that's, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? Breathe easy for a second and, and really analyze the stats and what's the chance of this, you know? Because you take bigger chances in doing things driving in your car every day. You know what I'm saying? But, it, and speaking from the guy's perspective, mm-hmm. it, it, it is tough, like, to, to, you know what it is? It's like when you're hooking up with a girl, especially one that you haven't hooked up with before. Right. You, you, it's hard to know what she, for example, if, if uh, I got to choose my words very carefully here. But if, if a woman comes to your house, if you invite a, if I'm in, if we're drinking and, right. I, and I invite Lisa, let's go to my house at 3 a.m., me and you, and you say yes. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it's like, okay, game time, she, she, game time. she's she, she with it, up. you know, but there's a lot of women who will go to a man's house at 3 a.m. and be baffled that he wants to hook up with them. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? So it, that part right here. So this is a part where women have to like, first off, mama, don't go to the man's house at that time. There's there's booty call hours is yeah. very real. Okay. Yeah. Like, let's just put that out there. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you'll, you'll be chilling with her, you know what I'm saying? And, and you guys are there drunk at 3 a.m. She came to your house. You touch your leg. Now she's all uncomfortable and shit. But it's like, damn, you made me, you, you led me to believe that you're, you were comfortable with me to come to my house at 3 a.m. So a lot of men, you know what I'm saying, get, it's hard to judge certain situations. Right, but you know how you, you don't have to make the assumption or the judgment is by the conversation. It's very simple. Hey, listen, I want you to come to my house. You know I like and I'm, you. And I'm going to touch your leg. See, that's where it gets a little tricky because no, it's and, like... And you, like, listen, I just... But you don't even got to get into the specifics. How I want to touch you is more or less like, hey, I want to I want you to come over to my house. I really like you and I want us to have a couple of drinks and hey, whatever happens, it may happen. But do you feel comfortable... If that happens. See, is it, okay. And, and I'm right. down for that conversation. Is that the conversation to have? It's a very great conversation okay. to happen. You know why? Like, because yo, then Ma, she's aware. Like, my house and you're down, but you know what happens could, whatever happens. Anything, ha- anything is that possible. That sounds, it's still, right. you're right. Anything and is it, possible. Right. I, we're not saying that it could go there, but saying that it can go there. But are you comfortable? Yeah. Like, even myself, yeah. like, I've been celibate for so long. But a lot of women will get thrown off by that, I think. Nah, I don't think, I no? think a, a comfortable woman that, that if she wants to have sex with you mm-hmm. or she likes you or mm-hmm. is intrigued by you, it's going to be very vocal. Be like, I'm comfortable. Okay. <laughs> it's like, she'll be like, yeah, I'm with it. Okay. The same way. Like, so what, what, what if, see, I'm not, <laughs> you know why? Cause if what, a man what, what, asked me that, I've been like, yeah, baby, let's go. Okay. But see, I'm more, I'm more like, see, to have a direct conversation with like, for example, I'm going to be like, you want to come on three. I'm you're down for that. She's like, yeah. I'm like, I'll probably say something like, 
well, you know, I'm trouble. And then she'll probably be like, well, I'm trouble too. Boom. Okay, let's go. You know what I'm saying? But like to have the direct, it sounds too like, it sounds too like we're signing a contract. So you know what happens, you know, if something goes down, you know, you're down to sign this. That sounds so crazy to me, but that's almost like the climate we're in right now. But I think if you're going to be messaging somebody at 3 a.m., I'm I'm assuming you probably hung with them throughout the daytime or before 3 a.m. Lisa, a lot of these girls, and I've had women come to my crib at 3 a.m. after the club. Like, as the first time? Yeah. Like, yo, at the club, like, yo. Okay. And 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 no, but I'd probably have you know half like you know it's almost like I'm down. I, I have to let them make the first move because it's like it's too risky. It's too because uh, you 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 touch your leg or something and she's like put off I and mean, we're here at 3 a.m. in my house and shit with my so lights all red and shit like what like, like yo my, like what was about to like you thought we were gonna like like watch TV Netflix and shit with a stranger like you Meanwhile, know like, they're walking into Casey's red light district. Yeah. <laughs> but that's scary. I'm telling you, that's you one of my biggest gotta, fears. I get it, but you know what? You should be like, hey, mama, I got some trauma. <laughs> and they'll be like, well, what happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> well, this happened. Okay. Like, just, yeah. just let it, like, I, I think it's a great thing to have a conversation. Like, even now, like, like I said, I've been celibate for a, a very long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I just started to, you know, get back into, I guess, open the, to dating. Open to dating yeah. and so forth. But now I have conversation with me like, Do you, are you okay? I'm asking men this. Like, are you are you comfortable? They're like looking at me like, what? I'm like, well, I just want to know because I've never had that. I've never been discomfortable with discussing sex. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been very comfortable this with having comfortable sex. Comfortable with discussing comfortability. You know, comfortability. You know, like, right? Like that's not something that should be discussed. That's something that intuitively should be sensed. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? Correct. Mm- but I think it's so important, like elevating to have a conversation. Like, when was the last time you had a conversation with your partner or whoever you've been intimate with about like what makes them feel good? Mm-hmm. And not just like in the bedroom, but just like like what makes them feel good? Like, right. because sex is not just okay. The right, right, sex, no, of course. It, like you know, there's like the passion, it's the intimacy, it's the it's there's so many tiers, layers to getting R- to sex, right? And I think we don't but have that of, conversation. A lot of that comes from, a lot of that comes from reading the other person. That a lot of that comes from reading body language. You know what I'm saying? Like, it to have, it's like, I don't know. It's it, it's like it's like with music today. I always say like, mm-hmm. you know, back in the days when you wanted to say something nasty in music or whatever, there are exceptions. But for the most part artists and rappers would imply it they would right. say like some sideways shit instead of saying i'm gonna do that i'm gonna fuck you from the back you know what i'm saying now that's the climate we're in with music Correct. you know what i'm saying but it's like that with sex with me and, and getting to know somebody in the art of seducing someone you mm-hmm. you don't talk straight up you 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 look for context clues and you look for body language and 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 you know if someone's touching you you're like okay then this is the body language he's giving me and it's it's more of like a a tennis back and forth of of you know i don't know i don't know where i'm trying to go with this no, but it's like yeah 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 but it's like reading i don't know just certain things sh- like you're, you're saying it has to be discussed and you're right we're at the time where it has to be like i think when you're gonna mature, have sex now are you but, giving me the okay yes i am it, it kills it though no it, ki- it, it doesn't need to be that formal what i'm saying to you as we are much older than we once were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we are wiser. Mm-hmm. Let's say, let's forget the age part. We're just, we are more wise. So I think being wiser, you have a responsibility of also just being knowledgeable, like who you, who you intimate with. I don't see you sleeping with a woman that's like a complete dub. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I feel like any woman that 
case he's probably yeah, going to yeah. be with is going to be a very fire, dope female, yeah. intelligent woman that she's going to be very comfortable to have the conversation mm-hmm. about whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like you have to analyze your past, the past partners that you had and the, maybe the past people you gave attention to and to the, to the women now or men or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, um, I know you're straight, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I'm saying um, to your, to your present and what you attract and those people that you happen to attract, I guarantee you are going to be very comfortable having a conversation about sex or whatever the case is. Right. Yeah. This, this is I how just, I just, I consider myself an experienced person right? and I've never had a conversation like a direct conversation about like what's about to go down. You know what I'm saying? Like it's always just body language and reading. I can read if you're comfortable or not. And, and you know, like, I don't know. It, it's crazy. Well, I would I'd say to women, women do not go to a man's house at 3 a.m., one on one, if you do not plan on, you know, hooking up with him, like that, don't do that. Well, let me you ask know. you: Are you in a Are you in a relationship? No. Why not? Because I set, I'm spinning this question I on set him. My, no, I mean I put my standards super high, and my single life is very fun, and I fell in love with my solidarity and the way I do things. So you know, to to I've thought about this. Like I've never lived with a woman before, like for an extended right. period of time, and. I've just cultivated, and you know, I don't know. I've just, no one makes me want to like give it up, like give up the, and and that's another thing. That's what keeps me in the gym. That's what keeps me healthy. That's what keeps me hustling is, is, is the fact that I haven't met my soulmate yet, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know, like I'm open to it. I'm super open to it now. So you believe in soulmates? Yeah. 100%. Have you been in love? when i was young like 18 to 22 like but everyone i, I can't say if that was love or puppy love or because everyone had that in their first relationship you know what i'm saying so but that could have been love but and i even wonder if i'm if i would even if my soulmate came across the table if i would even know because i've just been conditioned with everything is sex on my phone everything is i don't know if i'm lusting you or loving you or you know what i'm saying like it's in miami and it's what i do it's just so complicated like it's tough well, I think a majority of relationships do start off with lust, um, but love does exist, and I do believe there are soulmates. I think you I do agree. have you have to go through your probably a few scattered ones and figure it out. Um, but let me say this, right? Because I had to ask you that question. Did it, does it make you uncomfortable to, if if somebody asks you, "Are you single?" or no, "Why aren't you married?" No, or "Do you have no, kids?" No, I overshare. I'm not. I'll, I'll, I'm. I keep other people's secrets better than I do my own. Okay. So. So, you know, I am 30, mm-hmm. 30s, 30. Okay. Okay. Me, me too, I'm 30s. <laughs> We're repeating 30s, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel as, as a lady, we get asked this question a lot, like, well, like, Lisa, why aren't you married? Or why don't you got kids? Or why, why, don't, why aren't you in a relationship? I could answer that quickly. Go ahead, let me Because hear. the amount of eligible men that are eligible to date you, that pool is very small. There's only, the, 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 a, a man that, is on your level there's only like 10 percent of men that are eligible to date you and the problem with that is 10 percent of those men is they have a gazillion women in their dm and lust and and they have access to all these women so it's hard for them to even settle down so the dating pool for women is so small it's terrible because most of these dudes are not they can't support any they could barely support themselves they're not eligible so well there's a few things to to answer that right and you're right one thousand percent one a lot of men, black men, are in jail or incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Some are already married. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we have a lot of gay men. Mm-hmm. Then we have a lot of down low men. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is this is a very truthful thing, right? Mm-hmm. The pool of men 
keeps decreasing, decreasing. Then we have men that now say that they're women. Like this is, this <laughs> yeah, is yeah, true, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's an attack on masculinity right now. Completely. That, yeah. And this is why I'm so pro like as much as I am a rape victim or mm -hmm. a survivor or whatever, and this has happened, this is, I love men and I love a strong man. I feel the men mm -hmm. are the, they are the leaders mm -hmm. of everything that we do. Mm -hmm. I am a woman. I am great at being a woman. I'm soft. I'm mm -hmm. tender. I mm -hmm. am, I'm going to cook your food and guess what? I'm going to mm -hmm. be a great wife and all these great things. I will be the mother of your children. Mm -hmm. I'll, matter of fact, I'll be a phenomenal stepmom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh damn! This is this is how I'm much about to be there too. On the, uh, <laughs> right. Open to the stepdad. <laughs> so, but there is an attack on men, and with that being said, are the the pool of men of intelligent men or men that are still ambitious? It's very small. We're in a small pocket, right? But this is the best thing I could say because I've had great, I've met a lot of great men in my life, men that I've been in love with. Um, and even there's someone I thought I might have been this love of my life, a soulmate, mm -hmm. right? But this is, I look at it because I'm a businesswoman. So let me say this. If I put $100,000 on the table right now in front of you, right? And I say, do you want to do business with me? This is a job you have. These are the pros and these are the cons. But I need you to answer, do you want this job? And here's $100,000 right now. How quick are you going to answer that question? The reason why I'm saying this is because we're dealing in, okay, and the reason why I'm bringing this conversation up, right? We're dealing in a world where people take too long to say yes or no to something. Mm -hmm. We feel that we have the most amount of time in the world for everything. If a business proposition is in front of you mm -hmm. and you know you want to do business with this person, mm -hmm. it's going to be a fast yes or a fast no. no it's one see, or the I'm, other. I'm, I'm calculated. I'm, I'm a square. I'm calculated. I, I don't. I, I don't make knee-jerk decisions. No, I'm not so saying. So for you I'm to put hundred thousand and for me to make a decision right now with a hundred thousand dollars on the table, I'm not the type of person to just. You may it. not be, but you right. may. But you'll have an answer. I'm pretty sure within a week, maybe mm -hmm. two weeks, mm -hmm. you're gonna have an answer. Mm -hmm. The problem is we're dealing with people right now that are so accustomed to dragging shit on, dating. People are fucking with people. They they probably should have never stayed with that long. Or they're just kind of just lingering in the position or they're dating somebody or being but with that's somebody. that's what happened. Lisa, I'm at a part of my life where it's like, it's Instagram fucks everything up. There's too many options. There's too many. I would say this, like if you put two, you know, two, I don't know. If you put two pieces of, I don't know, jewelry on the table and you say, pick one, I could pick one. But if you put 15 pieces of jewelry on the table, I can't even pick one. It's, it's just selection is hard and when the man knows that he's a man with his own everything and is about to buy a crib by himself and 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 can support a woman financially and be a provider it's even he knows that he has the advantage so he can even play the game more like and 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 live the bachelor the bachelor life will come to him easier which is happening now so and i think those men don't want to be in relationships like, I think, you know, when someone wants to be in a relationship based off of intentions. And that's why I keep saying this a conversation. Like, a lot, of, like, I don't date anyone who doesn't have the intentions of marriage. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, there's nothing wrong with just having fun or, like, getting to know somebody and going out to mm -hmm. eat, dinner, whatever you want to do. But mm -hmm. I think to say, like, to be in a relationship with someone, you need, does that person really want to be in a relationship do they have intentions for marriage matter of fact and I, and I say this because i'm a type of person i would change my last name to this person's last name and i don't even mm -hmm. need to go to goddamn city hall because mm -hmm. my love and my union is not a piece of paper it's mm -hmm. me and this man for sure I that agree. that's our love is my issue is is 
I'm so truthful and I'm not a liar and I've never cheated in my life. And I've, I live by one rule. Deception is the only felony is the only wrong thing you can do, right? Is be deceptive. So I'm brutally honest. So my issue is that I have a conflict within myself to where I don't, I would love to, 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 to find my soulmate, but I also battle with myself to where I don't think I could be with one person my whole life. And that's fine, but I think that's a again a conversation that you have with the person you actually fucking like. Right, but how do you love. how do you and and it's crazy. I can show you kind of this happened yesterday. But how do you have a conversation with someone and you tell them, "Hey, let's get to know each other," but there's a there's a time stamp on this, like it's going to end. Life is a series of moments, and moments pass. I think, like, I, it, but it, you know, like I don't think anybody should give anyone more than a year and a half of their time. I think we grew up watching Disney and these women grew up watching Disney and it gave a false sense of like the fairy tale. Of like like I the, love fairy tales. That doesn't I am queen fairy tales. That, I love them. <laughs> it do, I, I'm a realist and it just doesn't exist. And it doesn't, and guess what? My, I might cut some of this out, but like my parents have been together for 30 years right. and I wish they weren't together because they're staying together because they made a promise to each other. But they're sat. They're not meant for each other anymore. Time passed. They're not together. They sit like different things. They're like roommates now. And 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 mm -hmm. I tell them every day, you guys should separate and live your lives. You're you're, you're at the end of your life, the end of portion of your life. Live. You guys want to do two separate things. Do them and get the most out of life. But because you made that promise that you're going to stick together forever. Even though it's clearly not, you're not meant to be together at this time. It was a great at the time. You guys had chemistry, right. but nothing lasts forever. And, 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 you know, we're trying to convince women that, you know, that this fairy tale love exists where, you know, I, I think, I think we're just in a, in a time of information and realization. So when people think of marriage, now, mind you, I'm not married, but I see marriage happen amongst my peers. We mm -hmm. think that how you're in this lusting moment. I'm sure you've been with someone. You're like, oh my God, mm -hmm. this is the greatest sex I ever mm -hmm. had. And you're like so far gone but you're actually in the lust pocket i agree okay once you come out of that and you get to really know the person you're like oh i really love this person or you know they got some flaws but i don't give a shit like i really love this person as time goes on maybe spend more time you're like nah i have some deal breakers there's no difference between that and when i say in a very long-term committed relationship mm -hmm. at the end of the day let me say this whoever I have a child with mm -hmm. will always be my friend mm -hmm. will always be my friend because he was able to give me the greatest gift I couldn't mm -hmm. give myself, which is a child. Mm -hmm. I could not make a baby without this man in my mm -hmm. life. But as time goes on, if for whatever reason we fall out of love with one another, mm -hmm. that's fine because mm -hmm. that's life. Mm -hmm. I have to be able to be mature enough and comfortable and aware enough that Everybody changes. I change. Mm -hmm. I am not the same woman I was last year. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I'm so much, I'm happy mm -hmm. that I'm a b better woman. But I know as time and I evolve, I'm either going to be sharper or wiser or maybe lazier in some things that I may not have been like more active than I once mm -hmm. was. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Shit is never going to be the same. The only forever. constant is change. Correct. So but I think in relationships, whether it's in a long term relationship, dating or marriage or whatever it is, Mother, child, like however you want to say it, things are going to change, but people need to be comfortable to have that conversation. If the man I'm with says, hey, listen, I want to get some more ass, mm -hmm. I'll be like, you know what, baby? As long as that ass is not another man's ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
see it and, and lust is being thrown at and the thing is what now is lust is being thrown at men 24 7 so it's very difficult it's very very difficult instagram is straight lust every woman is selling is selling sex well we're in a world huh? where we're, we're women look look I, like i'm for women um the freedom of women as far as dress how you want you know what i'm saying do do whatever you want but just know you're affecting men as you do that you're changing a whole generation of men porn is changing a whole generation of men right now women on instagram that everything is is you know and 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 i'm not speaking for all men you know i'm mm-hmm. not speaking for all men but i'm speaking for a man who's a passionate man who who falls into the lust trap often and it's you almost got to be be in a meditative prayer type state to like like you know dismiss it you know what i'm saying i feel but, that in order for a man to only want to be committed to one woman is his commitment is and to the woman is a commitment to god like the only men i've seen loyal i'll be honest are like very i like, agree with you one thousand percent and that's what my mom pushes on me all the time the only thing the only thing that's going to keep a couple together is faith and i agree with that like i've only seen men that are like islamic men that they're first First and last is Allah, and then they have their wife, and they protect and guide their wife, most mm-hmm. definitely. But the reason why they may not cheat or step out is because of their Islamic beliefs. And see, uh, well, although although in Islam we can have up to four wives, mm-hmm. but I say that to say, in order for a man's loyalty to be dedicated to one woman, and again, I think this is a conversation. I'm happy that we're actually having this conversation because mm-hmm. I could only have a child up to a certain age, right? So mm-hmm. I have my um, what do you call this? Um, biological clock my biological clock or my baby fever right mm-hmm. up to maybe maybe if i'm 35 36 or maybe 40 mm-hmm. I'm, my clock that's when it's like okay now i can't have a baby no more right mm-hmm. you men could produce right all the time right matter of fact did you know that you have i think i, cause I was watching this documentary on this but every day you have hundred and fifty thousand sperm and yeah. each in your balls. Yeah, sperm is, sperm is cheap. Sperm something crazy like sperm is, is, sperm is cheap. Sperm is cheap. Right. And I, yeah. I don't know what the, the specific number is, but it's something of like in the thousands yeah, yeah. of how much nut is in you. Yeah, and I know yeah, 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 so yeah. when I'm saying that to say it is scientifically not a part of your genetics to not be curious or you're more yeah, sexual. Yeah. Men are way more sexual. They are way more sexual than women. That is the honest truth. So your your level of wanting to want or your curiosity. And we're and, and, and to take it a step further, we're visually sexual. We're visually like we we all we need is a visual to mm-hmm. take us there. We need a picture on Instagram to take us there. Right. Women need a lot more. Women need some type of emotional connection to, to take them. There. Now I'm, I'm not and, taking away that women. There's some women that just may be sexually aroused too because they have their that like. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, sex is a yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah, Someone's yeah. going to be like, oh, I just want to bust a nut, yeah, too, yeah, and yeah. they can carry out. But usually, like, eight yeah, out of ten women... Kind of playing themselves, too, I agree, in yeah. my opinion. Women but, still need the emotional connection where right. men could have sex with somebody, and it's literally just sex. Right, right. And then right. for them to really be in love, they really give their heart to somebody. That's right. a whole different subject. So I think when we have... This is why I say this conversation of men and women are... Uh, we say that we're equal. I don't believe that we're equal. Mm-hmm. And I know women are going to be like, what the hell is she saying? Mm-hmm. But I really don't believe that because in, in theory, um, I can't fight you. Mm-hmm. I can't beat you in an arm wrestle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, matter of fact, you're taller than me. There's everything like we're completely opposite in that sense. Right now, mm-hmm. may I, I may love you more. Mm-hmm. 
But guess what? If somebody came to attack me, I'm sure you're going to stand in front and defend Mm me. Mm-hmm. And probably take that bullet, take whatever needs to happen to make sure I'm sheltered and protected. Yeah, maybe not a bullet. I, mean, I don't but, know. I mean, but I'll you, get sad, stabbed on the side. Something on the side, yeah, you yeah. know. But in that regard, is women and men are completely different on how we process and think. Because again, even if you bring it back to rape, if a woman's seen a man unconscious, I'm sure she's not going to try to jerk off his dick and try to like swap. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, men, if a man sees a woman unconscious, that probably is like, oh shit, well, she's fine. Yeah. Oh my god! This is my time. That's a scum. I'm waiting for some wild shit. Like, it never happens in front of me. Whether it's a woman getting attacked or some wild shit assault on women, like it never happens in front of me to where I see it and I could do something. Like, I'm waiting for that day to happen. Like, no, I mean, I think we again. I just you know. But I want to. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I wanted to go back to like how we were talking about faith and like religion, Mm -hmm. which was so cool to me because when you brought that up with the whole Islam thing, it it made me remember DJ Khaled. And do you remember that Instagram video when he was on IG Live and he went on a phone call? and it was a chick twerking in in front of him like uh, on the live as soon as he answered the phone and the first thing he did was like no i can't look like it's part of his religion to like 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 i wish i could do that you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like be able to like have the strength to be like nah 99 percent of men can't do that you know what i'm saying but it's his religion and it's his faith that like controls him which is a good thing islam is islam is a way of life we are about Mm -hmm. peace justice and freedom Mm -hmm. and i I think once women and men see that, understand that, that this is their true way of living and the principles and laws in life, the whole structure would change. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not Christian, so I can't speak on Christianity, right? Like, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into that. But what I will say, you need to have principles and discipline. Everybody needs to have that. Even in work that you do, you have to make sure you're on time. When you when you do your set, how you close out your set, you gotta be. You have to be disciplined to to watch the people, how you grab the mic and host. There's mm-hmm. a level of discipline that you must have. We need to learn to have that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You cannot be good at what you do unless you know how to manage yourself. Right. And most men, and some of this might get cut out, but most men don't have the discipline. They don't have it. It, it, we're just it, in nature. We're like, I've always said this, and I might cut this out because this is completely politically correct. But I feel comfortable enough to discuss it with you. In mm-hmm. in Islam, and by the way, I'm not religious. Like I, for the most part, I'm Christian. But like I like I piggy, I take certain things from different right. religions and make my own religion out of it. But I could like, what what is it called in Islam when like women have to be covered? What when we cover ourselves in Islam? For the record, it's um, we're doing that to like. We're saving ourselves for our husband. Like they could cut. We are. My point. Our beauty is for our loved one. For our, when we get home, he sees my hair. Right. Right. Like, but you're. But exactly. So that's saved for him. It's saved for him. And so, so us in the Western civilization in this country and shit, we would look at that like, and me, I, I could always see both ends to it. Like I could see. We look at that and we think negative, 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 negative. Why is a woman forced to be covered up? Da, da, da. But then I'm like, I agree. But then I could also see the flip side. Like I try to think, why are, why is that important to them? And I see that they probably it's probably better for family. It's probably better for like there's positives in it because you don't have to deal with the 99% of men who are not disciplined because mm-hmm. just 90% of men are, are are lustful in that sense. So 
cover up women and now that lustfulness is gone like you don't have to deal with that in society you know right. am i interpreting that wrong no or no it- you're not i think i think the eastern and western civilization is completely different like our principles back home to what society is here it's completely different like one's right. over here one's over here now i think it's insane you know and just it's funny that you say this because we're discussing the hijab right when a woman used to like, you know, there's times I wear my hijab and there's times I don't wear my hijab. Mm-hmm. But I know when this would be a conversation at home. Like, you know, when I was younger, when you wear your hijab, you need to be careful because people are going to act like this when you wear this. Mm. Okay. Um, they're going to treat you a certain way. Okay. Um, my, in 2020, we had this insane disease or whatever mm-hmm. virus, quote unquote. Everyone's like, wear a mask, wear a mask, cover your face, cover your face. But when women were wearing hijabs and they covered their face, it was like, why is she wearing that? Mm-hmm. What is she doing that? So I thought it was so insane mm-hmm. where um, double standard. it crazy. was a double standard where it was like, we've been wearing, you know, covering our faces yeah. and our hair for years. Yeah. And then, we, you know, in this society, this Eastern society, we're, or sorry, this Western society, we've been shunned on like, oh, they're a terrorist. And now if we don't wear the, this mask, now we're the bad guy. But mind you, we've been covering our faces for years. Yeah. So. Um, do you think. Do you, before you do that, I just want one misconception in your yeah. Islamic base faith. Uh, wearing your hijab is not a a source of ire. It's a source of pride. It's a prideful thing. It's completely pride. It's yeah. honorary. It's it's nothing. We don't look at it when we wear our hijab. When we wear anything in our garments, we're, we feel godly. It's right. not. Yeah. It's not like this, we don't look at it like a bad thing. Yeah. We feel clean. We're like this is home over, over here because you know I'm, I'm just curious and like over there and, and like over here this is the most free women have ever been, but right. it's also the most unhappy women have ever been. But women are unhappy because they're chasing this false sense of reality. It doesn't matter. That's why if you look how many children are kidnapped and set, like sold or like this is a real yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, like women being raped is a real yeah. thing. It doesn't matter whether you're wearing your garments or not. There are bad people on, right. on this earth. Right. So, but the reason even why if we do cover ourselves is just also to, it's a level of protection and also mm-hmm. a level of like we're happy when we wear it. We don't feel bad mm-hmm. when we do. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not judging any woman who doesn't wear it or mm-hmm. a woman that does. Mm-hmm. All I could say is I think the women, the principles that humans have right now are very misaligned. Mm-hmm. I agree. That, that's all it is. Because like, you said women are changing, chasing a false sense of reality. That's the most they, unhappy generation of but women. But men too, because men, you and know the, what I mean? And, and no, but another issue just with this society is like even, what, you know, like my boy said something when he went to Columbia his first time. And he said over there they work to feed their family. And over here we... People over there, they work to live and feed their family. Here, we live to work and just chase after the next mm-hmm. materialistic thing. It's just capitalism. You know, we don't care about family anymore. Over here, we 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 just want to, you know, it, it's about getting the next car, getting the next bigger TV, the better house. You know what I'm saying? It's not about raising a family and and, and sacrificing yourself. It's not about you. It's about your kids and right. putting the next generation first and making sure they're left better off than you were. It's not about that. We're too self. This generation in, in the United States, we're too selfish. We just care about ourselves. It's an American or North American way of thinking. I'm so grateful for, um, I'm like first generation born, Mm -hmm. you know, in North America, but I'm so grateful for my family. Where were your parents born? My father's from India. Mm -hmm. He has Ethiopian descent and Mm -hmm. my mom's from Nicaragua. Okay. So I am so grateful for 
the knowledge I have that like my parents were foreigners and I'm very domestic, very traditional, Traditionalist, yeah. very traditional. Like I couldn't even do my homework without cooking and cleaning first. Matter mm. of fact, I'd get my ass beat if I didn't do my house stuff first. I almost don't want to date a girl that was born here. I'll be honest with no, you. No, it, it's not about that. Even if she is born here, the thing is, is because she probably doesn't have the traditional values. Like, and, and that's that's where I misalign when like so someone says to me, they're like, "Well, why aren't you dating or why aren't you whatever?" I'm very traditional, mm-hmm. very traditional. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's so sometimes when I meet somebody, I'm like, "Oh, you're not like that." I'm like, "Uh, yeah." It's, yeah. Just, it's just not going to work, and it's okay. I just know that like, I need a man that's a Muslim man. Yeah. And even if he's not Muslim, at least he's very in tune and aware. He might have to be a Rastafarian or something mm-hmm. like that, <laughs> but he is very spiritual. Much, he's very grounded and educated, and mm-hmm. su- such an intelligent man. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We are not tradition. Americans' tradition here is microwavable fast sex money let's get money yeah. yeah and there's nothing wrong like i said having nice things like i love nice stuff mm-hmm. i like to have a nice bag i like mm-hmm. to have nice shoes and all these stuff but my point is all this nice things means nothing without family exactly 100 so that's why when you date the question is and then when i say this to men or to women is are you dating with intentions to be with this person to actually have a family with them because if you aren't what, you're what, wasting your time. You're wasting your time. Which is why. It's like, you know the answer. Right. I'll tell you about that. I'm waiting to date with intention, dog. I'm not, I could, I, I'm not going to just date someone I'm kind of just like, uh, about. Like, I got to be 100%. Like, but you have to have those things defined before you have them. Like, I have them defined. And I know as soon as I find her, I'm going to move fast. And, and I hope that doesn't put her off. No. And because I, it's going to go fast. Like, it's going to go like, yo, move in right away. Like, get ready. Like, the next... Eight years of your life, you're about to be pregnant. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I Today. hate having to be like this. Like, you don't got to pay a bill. You don't got to do nothing. Just turn my crib into a, turn my house into a sanctuary. Have it smelling good. Have it looking good. You know what I mean? And, I do and, you. And, 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 and just promise me you go to the gym and that's all you have to do. That literally all you have to do. And if you want to work, you could work. If you want to work, you could work. As long as it, you're not coming home stressed and having to deal with fucking the pressures of life. Because I don't think women should have to deal with the pressures of being out trying in the workforce, trying to get money and shit. Like, but women are out there not because they love what they do. They're out there because they were told never to depend on a man. And, and, and that's a problem. See that? Okay. So, listen. I love that you say this, and I guarantee you, your lady, she's out there. Oh, she's going to, I feel it, it's soon. <laughs> There's like, I seen this thing where, um, I forgot who it was, but he was speaking, but they were giving a conversation on relationships and they're like, they've met a lot of good women, but they haven't met the right woman. That's me. So I've met a lot of good men, a lot of great men, but the right man, I ain't tripping. I know it's going to happen. Like, but I, but, I, but I say this to say it's the principles of intentions. Mm-hmm. Like, there's certain laws in life you just don't break. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's a frequency that certain people have to be on. Mm-hmm. And my sister, you know, you know, rest in peace to uh, Jonathan. But when my sister was 16, she fell in love with her her sweet like it was like her high school sweetheart, and she was 16, and I couldn't believe. That someone could fall in love, like literally they probably seen each other and like a week later they were head over heels and they stayed together for years up until, you know, um, he had passed away when he was 21. Mm -hmm. And it made me think of maybe God 
fast forward their love at a rapid, like in a short period of time because mm-hmm. he knew that he wasn't going to be on earth. And mm-hmm. I truly believe that sometimes we meet our soulmates, you know, and you have to be wise enough, aware to enough, know that they are your soulmate. or just take a leap of faith in it. Mm-hmm. We scare ourselves because of fear. We're like, oh my God, well, is this right? Does this make sense? Just do it. Yeah. Really just go for it. And even if like you meet a girl that you like and there's nothing wrong going to dinner or having some good, that's what I said. I'm like, I'm not restricting myself if I want to go have a nice meal with yeah. a man. I got to stop getting turned off so easily though. But it's the intentions. Cause it's yeah. like when you go out with somebody, you can pick their brain and say, Hey, so do you plan on having a family? Like these yeah, are just, yeah, con- yeah, and yeah, this is a real yeah. conversation. Like how's your family like, yeah. you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Even if you get turned off, I get turned off mad easy too. It'll be one thing. I'll be like, ugh. Why you chew like that? <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, you really chewing your steak like that? Like, What's your biggest pet peeve be... in a woman? Uh, Matt, give me your three pet peeves. Three. Pet I know you... peeves. Three okay. pet peeves. One is a woman who can't, who is not exceptionally literate. Like, who can't. You have to be able to really type correctly and write and be educated in a sense. You gotta be a writer. Well, this guy's always in Colombia, Dominican, everywhere, Mm. like trying to get his international love on. You got some nerve. Yeah, I know. I mean, you could be be literate in a different language. That's fine. But as long as you you could speak properly, like, and you you could. (laughs) Another pet peeve. So, pet peeve number one is dating a female that is illiterate. Okay. Pet Uh, peeve uh, number two. I mean, I don't date women with like wild plastic surgery. Okay. Like, if you got a BBO, I won't fuck with you. Really? Yeah. Or if you have a kid, I won't fuck with you. That either. is the first. I don't date baby mamas. Um, Dang. Uh, yeah, like I'm super, this is the thing, I'm super, like, okay. <laughs> my bar is super high. Um, <laughs> damn, what's another pet, pet, like a pet peeve? Like, the uh, uh, third pet peeve. A pet peeve is like an action that they do, right? Not like a quality that they I, have. Either. Uh, um. Like a turn off? Is that the yeah. same thing? Turn off. A woman who does, okay, another top three was a woman who doesn't go to the gym. Mm. I won't date a woman who, who doesn't have a, a gym regimen. Okay, so they're not active. So one, yeah. being um, illiterate. Two, being plastic surgery. Three, if they're not physically active. Yeah. And I guess all those things are fall under the one umbrella of discipline, a woman who's disciplined. Like if a woman who's disciplined, she's going to be in the gym. A woman who's disciplined is not going to take shortcuts and try to get surgeries and shit. Now there's, there's exceptions and shit after you have a baby and shit like that. Like, you know, but like for the most part, I like to see a woman who like is disciplined to put in work to, to, to know things are not going to come easy and to not want to take shortcuts. That's, you know, right. Cause then I know that's going to translate into our relationship and other parts of you know, because I I said this the other day, like I had like an epiphany. It was like, for for me to be with someone long term, we would have to have comp. We'd we would have to be building something, like whether we open a joint bank account and and we got to get this bank account to twenty k and and mm-hmm. by the end of the year, where we have to have like a common goal together. Like I, I have to feel like we're a team. Like you're my teammate. We can't just be going to dinners and fucking. Like that's been like the past. 10 flings in my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's got to be something beyond that. More like, what substance. are we working toward? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but what are your pet peeves? My pet peeves and men. Um, all right. Intelligence. If they are not like, I could, I could deal with someone that doesn't, that could probably make some grammatical error, but is he intelligent? And I mean, like, See, it's relative though, right? Like what is intelligent? Like what intelligent, is intelligent? Like, is he well versed? Can, does he read a book? When's the last time you read a book? Okay, so if a man you go on a date and a man says he hasn't read a, he hasn't read a book in years, or even dismisses it like, oh, read a book, like 
that's a that's a red flag. It's a flag for me because he's not um, he doesn't want to elevate his brain. You know what? I'm gonna steal that pet peeve. I like that a woman who hasn't read a book. That's yeah. a turn off for me too. It, it actually kind of it makes me be like, dang, because I read a lot, and right. I'm not saying that everyone has their own, but right. does that mean you want to learn? Because every day we're learning. Right. I'm a student of life. I love to learn. I like to absorb information. Yes. <laughs> so to me, it's like if you don't want to learn or you don't want like. It's like, you know, if we have time to do this, yeah. why it, can't you just, just grab a book? It's crazy you say that because, you know, I do read, but it's like like my past relationships. Like, I don't watch anything fiction, really, right. at all. Like, I don't watch Netflix. I'm always watching YouTube. Like, I'm, I have a really geeky side of me. Like, when I'm not in the nightlife working during the day, I'm watching podcasts on, like, neurology and, like, the latest shit that they're doing with fucking that, you know, you could... You could uh, to live longer, it's better to eat caloric, restrict yourself and to, 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 you know, eat one meal a day. And like, I'm learning, I want to learn shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm thirsty for knowledge. Intelligence in regards to education. Like I need a man, bless you. Um, I like a man that reads, mm-hmm. um, second pet peeve, what he eats. Like, Damn, see a girl who drinks soda turns me off. That's crazy you say that. But so no, not necessarily. Okay, so you're, you're like very- Ma, you're in, you're in the you're in the drive through at Wendy's. Ill, like we are not meant to be together, yo. <laughs> <laughs> now Wendy's yeah. you hit it sometimes. Yeah, right, you're right, you're right. No, so crazy ain't yeah. shit right yeah. now. <laughs> now, but I be wondering um, sometimes. Like, there's things that I ate when I was younger. I was like, you would think I was a dumpster truck. Like, I would eat crazy, like, crazy fucking shit. Um, So I think now, I think, just a little bit more mindful of, like, are they... Just, like, their their way of taking care of themselves. Because I think the health, wellness is such an important part of my life that I love to see a man that cares about his his well-being, too. Following under discipline. Yeah, the discipline of, like, eating well and the structure Mm -hmm. of that, like the health part my father Mm -hmm. passed away because he had mind you my dad had three heart attacks right Mm -hmm. very active man but he ate like od had a lot of oil and he had diabetes like a lot of oily greasy foods processed meats and microwaves and shit like that that you know all kinds of like you know but anywho so my dad when he had these surgeries i'm sorry heart attacks posted you know he was doing these things to get himself back together so he was super like you need to be vegetarian half of the year i was like why Mm-hmm. And he would make me be, become a vegetarian for half of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, it was like a thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I never understood it, but I'm very grateful for that because as now as an adult, I'm like, oh, dang, like, I know how to clean my diet. So I think that part of eating and taking mm-hmm. care of yourself is important. It's not necessarily does this person go to the gym. It's just more like, do they eat? Like, mm-hmm. are they aware of what's going on in their body? Mm-hmm. Um, third most important part is... Your pet peeve. My pet peeve would be... I don't know if this is necessarily a pet peeve, but I think a man not knowing that he's a god and not understanding his role. But I, I don't know if that's considered a pet peeve, but that's something that I specifically look like. Look you might for. have to word that differently. So, um, a man who understands that this shit is bigger than just him. No, a man that doesn't know his worth. If this makes sense, hold on. How do I say this? Like men are so. I feel men are gods. Like mm-hmm. if they knew the right, if they were a true mm-hmm. king, they would be mm-hmm. the, how they behave, how they speak, how they carry mm-hmm. themselves. It's, it's a different structure. Um, I don't have to tell a man how to be a man. 
You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he's a man. That's mm-hmm. a man knows how to be a man. He knows how mm-hmm. to protect, guide. He's tradition. I feel if I can't, I cannot be attracted to someone that does not understand that value and principle of being a king. So that's like a pet peeve to me. I, I don't know how I would structure that. Yeah, What's, I mean, most people call that narcissistic, but you know, men did build this world. Right. And it sounds crazy. They, you know, people misuse the word misogynistic all the time, but. Men did build this world. We do have this place in this world as the builders. Correct. You have to be that person that can build something for yourself and for other people. Yeah. Now, and not knowing that you always look like what a normal person or a millennial person would call a beta male because they don't know that Mm. we built the world. And, you know, you said something earlier about black men. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. But. Black men also have to understand we are the kings of this world. We are the pharaohs. We were right. those people. Jesus didn't have hair like a long white dude. He had hair of sheep's wool. Word. It's different like that. Correct. Correct. So with that being said, it's like I feel like I, one, is the education part. Like, is he knowledgeable to read? Mm-hmm. Two, uh, what was my second one? The, his eating, like mm-hmm. what he puts in his system. You know, whether that's drinking or eating pork mm-hmm. or any of those things, kind of just kind of like, does he smoke mm-hmm. cigarettes? Uh, like, mm-hmm. you know, health, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, third part is him knowing his role yeah. and uh, place in society in regards to like. Like, I guess, does he have a purpose? Does what he have is, a purpose? But like to me, it's like, I cannot date a man that doesn't understand that he, his value. Like, I want to feel protected by the man I'm with. I want to feel like I don't have to worry because my man is that get, man, and right. it has nothing to do. You gotta be careful do. because a man who knows his value, it, it could be for the wrong reasons too, and and this he wants to a, be controlling. No, and no, wants no. To so, be, so richness is not. I'm not talking about the financial part. This is not mm-hmm. nothing to do with the money. This is talking about a spiritual level. Okay. This is this is an intelligent level. This is a, a higher frequency level. Okay. This is like innate in you, second nature. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about money here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've I've that all the things that I mentioned has zero to do with money. Mm-hmm. But a man that understands his his king, mm-hmm. his worth mm-hmm. will achieve all of those. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because if you know that you're like I value myself as a woman, I carry myself a certain way, I speak a certain way, mm-hmm. and you know, Guess what? And I demand and command it because it happens for me because this is how I carry myself. A man that understands his self like that, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about him making money. He's yeah. a powerful man already. Yeah. It's going to come to him. It's going to come. But, you know, so those are to me, Amanda doesn't understand himself. And he's kind of like mm. lost in the sauce. It's like, yeah. mm, you look good, pop up. Yeah. So, a, so what do you, well, how do you how do you move forward? Like, what are you looking for now? Like, you say like, yo, are you a king? <laughs> like how do you like 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 what do you that sounds some fly shit <laughs> i mean i don't know necessarily say what i'm looking for right now i'm like i'm in a new chapter of my life in regards to structuring my business um i'm going back and forth with i want to do events again um but I, i'm pretty sure i might do get back into it um i have a very good business proposition for myself to take my level to an executive position which i'm very excited for um, I'm not necessarily saying that I am prowling like I once was, um, for like this mastermind mm-hmm. of a man. Um, mm-hmm. but I also believe that he is there and he will find me and it mm-hmm. will happen. I, I actually don't even have that worry anymore. Mm-hmm. All I want, I look forward to is being a mother, 
Mm-hmm. I can't wait to have my babies and mm-hmm. having having a family with someone. And I'm not necessarily concerned about it because I know it's going to happen. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't want to say I'm looking for it, um, but I'm like, I don't know what's... I don't, I'm on the same vibe. I'm ready to have babies, but I just don't know. I always say I'm almost ready, more ready to be a father than I am to be a husband, which is a problem. Really? Yeah. Why? Like, I might do some fly shit and just like adopt and be a single father. Oh, no. But... but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no yo how fly would that be yo um but yeah it's tough it's tough it's very tough i look forward to <laughs> being a mother having my man rub my belly feed me and eat eat all yeah. this goddamn food as much as i want that'll be fine it'll be so wait. far yeah i can't wait but you know you know how do you, how do you choose you could choose I, casey you could no, choose no all the, all the chicks believe- i've been trying to get at like the it's crazy how life works like all the women that i like i could see you for me they either got boyfriends or like they 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 That's you know sick. they're not giving they're not giving me rhythm like sometimes, you know what I'm saying and then I got a gazillion that want me but I just don't see them being the one. You know sometimes what I'm the like, love of your life is with somebody else. You might just have to snatch it. Damn, is that a fact? It is. I've been I've been trying to think of like little slick shit I could say to these girls. I got boyfriends. Like, I think. Listen, what can I say? If what you can, really love, if you really like somebody, go for it. I don't care if they with somebody. How do you break someone up though? How do you say like, yo, you ready to level up? Like, how do I say, you know? I mean, it's not necessarily you breaking it up. It's It was meant to be. But, um, Lisa, plug your social media. Let everybody know where they can follow My you. social media is MS Lisa Raw. Um, you can find me there. Or you could just email me at info at LisaRaw.com. I am just happy and grateful and mm-hmm. full of abundance. This is a good talk. This is a productive talk. <laughs> you know? It's a healthy talk. Uh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you coming through. No, thank you for having me. There it is, guys. Mind me on the rocks. Bomb.